A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. In 2017, life as we knew it came to a screeching halt when production on Sex and the City 3, the movie, was unceremoniously and abruptly shut down. Three years later, it was announced in 2020 that a Sex and the City reboot was in the works. However, the reboot is not actually a third movie, and thus, my journey continues. On this podcast, I will be doing what many believe to be the undoable. I will be saving Sex and the City free. everybody and it's all <laughs> happening and just like that and just hashtag it was hashtag happening. and just like that hashtag and just like that it's happening and just like that <laughs> we're back we're potting i am here with dancer choreographer director podcast host writer jack fervor it's, hi it's, i'm just happy to be here it's an honor it it, it really is i i um i uh I, I'm very excited to be here today. I really love the city and the city's my boyfriend and um, I'm in the city right now. And so it feels really, for a lot of reasons and we'll get into it, but it just, it's, I'm just so happy to be here and to talk about something that I care deeply about. You are boots on the ground in New York City, the city yeah. that never sleeps. And never. I wanna know, First of all, have you, what is your relationship with Sex in the City? Because you've come out on your Instagram with some explosive yeah. news. Yeah. And um, that's kind of why I was like, they need to be on this podcast ASAP. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to let you tell your story and your involvement Thank you. with SATC3. Well, with not SATC3, but with this reboot that's happening. Right. Well, though, I do feel the reboot's going to go into the show. And, and so, and what's interesting is when you reached out to me, things have changed. And I'm going to, I I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I do really want to get into the format of your show, having mm-hmm. um, had my own podcast, dance and stuff. Uh, go ahead, like, click, subscribe on that, listeners. I only went to episode 200 and then left my co-host on it, which I suggest you do to carry if you want on your, you know, it's a, it's an incredible move. You'll get a lot of outpour of support and hate mail, which both feel like great in the ambivalent structure of a psyche. And um, I enjoyed uh, doing that podcast and uh, taking a break or leaving. We'll see. And, um, but with, but part of why I did is, Indeed, I so years ago, this is probably I don't remember if it was 2000 or 2001 or 2002, but I, I moved to New York because I had done this movie called Outside Providence. It was produced by Miramax. The Fairley Brothers wrote it. It was actually a very sweet piece. And Alec Baldwin plays the dad in that. And I met Alec in that and we became friends. And a few years after he called me on my phone to say that he had a role in this movie he was doing called The Devil and Daniel Webster, which is going to be Anthony Hopkins, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Kim Cattrall, and he wanted me to play his assistant, and my scenes would be with Kim. At this point, 
I hadn't seen Sex in the City because I was young and felt um, like I just needed to watch French films. <laughs> I really wanted, like, you I were had, too artsy for I was, SATC. I was too artsy, and I had seen Juliette Binoche and Bleu, and I was like, I just need to be in French films. And aren't I, aren't I Isabelle Huppert? And I really, you are. thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. I mean, You're I highbrow. I you have no time for this <laughs> HBO. <laughs> HBO, exactly. Oh. Wait, wait. Uh, je ne pas. I just couldn't. You know, it was it was mm-hmm. a really je suis fatigué. Je travaille uh, beaucoup. <laughs> Uh, du jour ce soir and I just couldn't do it so je suis désolé I'm not doing it do you know what I mean absolutely absolutely (laughs) and also pas désolé not sorry like I was really like fair enough and pas désolé like I'm busy doing art huh and so (laughs) so he called and I was like oh cute fun yeah like I yeah amazing I'd love to so I, I go and I'm on the set and Kim is amazing I'm I'm gonna like I'm a I'm a hardcore Kim Stan. Um I so because I was highbrow, I was really poor. <laughs> and so um I would like every day she would be and all my scenes were with her and immediately when she met me, she's like, Oh hi, and we just started talking, we talked about theater and um uh I because I was like, Oh, and I do theater and, and so we talked about this stuff and she said, um, I remember us being at craft and she's like, We can't eat this. Let me just take you to lunch for our meals or like all of our meals. Like, I'll just take you. I was like, I have no money. And she's like, I'm on a TV show. I'll take you. She mm-hmm. took me to every meal for the enti- that I was on for the entire shoot. And I probably worked for like two or three weeks. And she took me to every meal and we hung out and talked. And she is an amazing woman. I really adore her and she and she and she brought up she's like have you seen the show and I said I haven't <laughs> and she went I'm like because I, I I was like I'm not gonna I wish lie I could be a fly on the wall as the star of Sex in the City asked you have, Ask, you, have you seen by the way have you asking, seen the show like, and for you to say no. I simply haven't. Asking no. this, like, 20-year-old Satan's twink living in Williamsburg, like, just asked. I was like, no. And, uh, I like, bet pro- she actually kind of loved that. She was like, well, with people, because well, but, yeah, but- also how I came to New York, like, the first, I, I grew up in this really small, scary town that, like, my terrible joke about it was, like, boys don't cry without the funny parts. Like, I was so bullied, <laughs> beaten up. Like, it was so scary. And I got out by getting a scholarship to this uh, school called Interlochen. I got a scholarship to Williamstown as an apprentice, but I got cast as a lead on a main stage there. And that's how I got the movie. So I'd already had, okay. like done a play with celebrities who were like celebrities yeah. at the time, like Scott, Scott Wolf and Hope Davis and Robert Sean Leonard. And I was like, this is all, we're just here in the, in the thing. Like we're all peers in this way. Right. But, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, I mean, yes. hello, that's what we're doing. I mean, hello here. And so, mm-hmm. so I did say, no, I haven't seen it. And, um, and I also don't think I had a TV cause I was poor and she was, and she goes, you have to see it. I play a gay man. And I was like, iconic. I, I don't, I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I'm always having sex with people. She's like, and she's like, there's this part where this, this woman comes in my face. And I was like, 
oh my God, well, yeah, I mean, that sounds incredible. So, so we talked to him about it and then she's like, you've got to get on the show. And so she would call me in for, like, she would be like, bring this person in to audition for stuff. And I just couldn't get cast. Like, I just couldn't like do any of the line readings. Right. I went in for the assistant for that guy she dates who like gives her the present and she realizes yeah. the assistant mm-hmm. picked out the present. Assistant. Yeah, so I went. I was like, went in for that. I mean, I was obviously going to be playing assistants. You know, the the, the gay <laughs> assistant was really what I was in at the time. And but I just couldn't get cast in any of it. At the same time, I was doing Strangers with Candy, and Amy Sedaris was friends with is friends with SJP, and yeah. so she was like, "Oh, I'm I'm friends with SJP," and I I remember her being like. Well, I think I'll really be able to... I think she was like, I'll teach her how to cook and she'll teach me what kind of underwear to wear. I feel like that's what I remember from that interaction. <laughs> anyway, I never got cast on Sex and the City and I was like, well, this is a bummer. Fast forward, years, years, years later, Bridget Everett does that incredible show, I Love You More. That pilot is absolutely one of my favorite pilots that's happened. I was like, this has to go forward. And I went in for that, because I know Bridget, and I met... Um, MPK. I met Michael Patrick King at that audition. And uh, he was like, oh, you're amazing. Da, da, da. I didn't get cast in the show. Cut to this. And I get called in to play the niece of Samantha Jones. Because there's <laughs> going to be this niece who appears, who's like, who's gone to this college that's really, uh, I mean, uh, in line, highbrow. And arrives in, because the, there's this thing around like, where is Samantha and what's happened and stuff. And the niece shows up basically to wreak terror on on the friends and Great. who at first but first insinuates herself in a very all about eve kind of way like is very like oh my god you know you know my aunt samantha and i love her and i know that you were all very close and i know that something's happened and um i start to get really close with and this is fine because i didn't sign an nda and any of this so it's fine and um and i'm like i I, I get I start getting really close with Carrie and then things just start getting weird where like Carrie well I, there's like there's one episode where she can't find her cell phone mm-hmm. and, and I've been with her and then at the end of that episode you see me throw it in the trash in my apartment wow like it's this and Powerful. so and it's and it, it kind of has like a single white female bent to it it was having all of this thing and it was I mean it was a of all, I left the city. I left so much of the city for COVID. Parker Posey is my best girlfriend. She's like my twin sister. We live in this house upstate. I like went up there, and so being back in the city, I was like in love with the city, in love with my boyfriend, and then I got <laughs> cast on the show, which felt I haven't really been in be. anything since Strangers with Candy. Honestly, I mean, I've done like some stuff, but nothing major. And that's not true. I did high maintenance, but. Um, I was like, this is, but this was going to be a recurring arc, not like a one-off. And, and also something that I was like, and this is, this is correct. This is the kind of role I should have always been playing. And, um, and I smoked, I was also the only character who was smoking on the show because I was like, I smoke, can I smoke on the show? And they were like, sure. And I was like, great. And so, but it was like a huge issue for they've given you a lot of freedom just on set and they're, just in general with your character like letting you smoke not signing ndas it you well, really came in guns blazing and got to do whatever you wanted i did well i had a lot of times reviews behind me and you know what that's mm-hmm. like i mean when you get i mean regardless of 
of what you of how you're going to land down on that paper it is something that whether you're loved or hated in which i have absolutely been both it gives you this badge and it gives you this badge in this city and um and that's not lost on this team that is was is was is i don't know was or is very much looking to have and just like that, really be the reboot people have been waiting for. And I feel like my arc was something that was really going to contribute into that. I was so kind of, I mean, just I, my character's name was Jade. I was really like, this is, this is amazing. But there was all this, there was like this one scene where Charlotte goes, is that really your name? And then I, and then I like, I've been like really nice because we're having like a brunch and I like take a bite of cantaloupe. And I let the cantaloupe fall out of my mouth onto the plate. And then I just stare dead eye at Charlotte and I go, yes. And then she goes, oh, okay. And she like dabs her, you know, dabs her face. With everything. Anyhow, so, and oh, and the other thing is like when Cynthia was running, when she was doing her political campaign here, like I, mm-hmm. I was in Hudson at that time and did a whole thing with her around that. And so I knew her, I didn't really know SJP and, um... It's so funny. I'm just blanking on her name right Kristen now. Kristen Davis. Yeah, and Kristen. And mm. um, so it it was it was thrilling to work on. I loved the role. It's one of the it's like really the one of the the first roles I really felt like I was gonna get time to be nuanced with, to bring a lot to. Um and and because I just had gotten this dog, they were gonna let me have the dog in there as well. I mean it and the set was feeling very free. Yeah. All of a sudden, it didn't feel free. I started getting <laughs> some happened? script changes. I, there was just, like, some script changes or, like, I, like scenes I was in were, were cut. Like, the scripts I was getting were cut. And then, like, were my, like, a scene that had been talked about or even something that we'd done a table read of wasn't there anymore. And, and then I just got called in and they're like, this just isn't going to work in the show. And I was like what and they're like it's just it's not gonna work it's for for where we're looking to go with the girls it's just it's take it's taking us in this direction that we we need to like explore more or not at all mm-hmm. and I understood that but I mean, I'm devastated, of course. It's it's something that I was really looking forward to, I, I that I was loving doing, that the things that I did get to shoot out were so fun that I was building a reel from and um, that I also felt like was material that could be Emmy-worthy and um, that I was going to take me in this other direction that I think I was surprised by. So I'm just bummed about it. And that and that's like what's shifted from like the time you and and what was weird and, and I knew and you and I text a little bit about it and I I was and, and I did check in with my management to be like, you know, what do you think? Is this okay? And they're like, Yeah, just talk about it because it's gonna like hit um, you know, like I'm I was supposed to talk to Cindy Adams about it and but I like don't know if I want to and this felt right. Like coming yeah. on this and talking with you felt really right, felt really I like the right place to be like Carrie has said so many warm things about you and I felt just really safe to be vulnerable with you and with um whoever listens to this podcast and um yeah so that's that story that's like end of as of now end of Jade yeah I appreciate you coming here to tell your truth 
Thank you. And hearing your experience, I have to just think that Jade was starting to really be the star of the show in a lot of ways, <laughs> taking things in a bit of a noir direction, adding a little edge to the mix. And yeah. I can see that really scaring off people who just aren't ready mentally and emotionally to go there. That Which, kind of person is not me. It's like, I would so love not you. More than Jade, but <laughs> I can, I don't think, I don't know if the world is ready for Jade. It feels, I mean, I hope that I, I, I hope that she gets to have a spinoff that I, that something gets to happen with that. I, I, I'm a huge, like, I'm a huge Michael Patrick King fan. Like, I, I love MPK so much. He's, like, so sweet that, again, I have to, like, shout out Bridget's show. Love you more. Please, if you didn't see it, see it. Bridget's also going to have a show that's coming out that I'm excited for. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess I agree. I will say I'm an Aries moon. And so I do know that I can arrive in a situation and it can get a little bossy bottom maybe and feel this sense of, um, but I'm just looking to where I come from in terms of performance as a collaborative act. And Mm -hmm. so, and that's the jouissance of it really is, is that you get to create these worlds with each other and then give them, and then give them to people as this special gift. And so I was really coming to set. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. I I was coming up with different ideas. I mean, and that's true. I mean, they weren't like, you, you can smoke. I just started doing it. And the thing with the dog was I just started bringing her. And, mm-hmm. but I felt that that would all just be integrated. And I thought it was being. And now in hindsight, I'm wondering if maybe just it wasn't. But I would have been up for a conversation about it. I think. Yeah. So it would have been nice to like have someone flag it and then maybe totally. take you aside and talk to you about it before just like cutting you. And I would say that I'm totally approachable. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, absolutely. Thank you. So I, I felt feel... extremely comfortable approaching you. Thank you. And on I felt media. Yeah. And I felt really comfortable with you approaching me in a DM. And so I mm-hmm. feel that, yeah, I feel like that. And could transition into something IRL, but you know, we just have gone through COVID. Like I think people are still finding their sea legs or land legs, whatever that is, that expression around social interaction, because I mean, people weren't even talking to each other at the grocery store, which I'm sorry that you're going back into, by the way, out in LA. Like it's, it's clearly already here in New York. Like it's here. It's, it is, it's, I'm like, if it's in LA, please. (laughs) Please. I let it started. It always starts in New York, and then yeah. a few weeks later makes its way to LA. And I like well, that New York is just like, well, we're. I mean, we're just gonna press forward. And we are just absolutely, absolutely. You're not looking back. LA loves that. I think people really genuinely love masks here. Like oh. it has something to do with like just celebrity culture. culture yeah so that, like, like i might be a celebrity surgery. amazing yeah and so amazing. and so there's this whole thing yeah it's a very interesting the way that the two cities handle it it's well no i mean here people are absolutely just 
it's very some do, some don't. I mean, at my mm-hmm. at my local, you know, as I went to go get my dandelion greens, there were plenty of people who weren't wearing masks. But I like swooped my dandelion greens and my kombucha and got right on out of there in my mask. The mask at Parker mm-hmm. brought me all these masks from Lost in Space because they were like these really great masks there, which I'm I do love wearing. And she got me one of those visors. That's like the plastic power move. The visor is a power move. And I remember seeing people wearing it before it. And I was like, that's iconic. And I should, I should start it. So anyhow, but to, I just want to, I wrap up on Jade and say that I want to thank you for letting me talk through it. Um, I've definitely feel anxious about uh, putting that out there out here, but I also feel really excited. And I just want to say like, it's all in the spirit of love. Um, I've, I, being in recovery, I've processed so much, though it always feels good to process in a really big public way. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I feel, um, I don't know, people have been asking, like, how do I feel a lot? And I just keep saying ambivalent. I'm going to keep coming Mm -hmm. down on that. I do feel a lot both ways. Um, but I am going to just, uh, say, uh, spirit of love, I feel like I should have to work and Betty Davis. I don't know. You know, it's like I'm, I've been told since day one that I was a very Betty Davis kind of type and, um, here I am and I'll just, hopefully it'll, I'll age into it more. Yeah. 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 And more, more will be available. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And more will be revealed over time. I'm sure. More will be revealed. Oh, dad, it's a real, like I'm, I'm, I, I, I have trust and, um, and trust in the process. And, you know, it's ultimately, it's not my show and, um, I'm not, I'm not the higher power of that show. And so I just kind of have to, you know, it's a real let go or be dragged and, um, oh God, my clothes, they were so good. Like a lot of what, a lot of what I was getting, it was getting put into was also this idea that like, uh, it was always vintage Mugler, CDG and Hamelang, which I mean, it was just it, avant-garde and it, statement making I, state statement making for sure. Statement making. Thank you. And seeing a Jade entrance into the brunch which I'm sure Jade was always late or if, you know, well, the, she I was, wasn't, she wasn't invited though. That, that was the was. thing was yeah. that I was, mm-hmm. I would always crash the brunches and then okay, they, it was yeah. always mm-hmm. this thing where they had to like, I'd be like, isn't there another, Oh, can I sit here? And then there'd be this awkward thing. Yeah. My first look was that amazing plastic CDG skirt. Sax is doing a sale on it right now. And it was that and a crop top fingernails were painted black. They didn't want my fingernails painted black, but that's what I thought would be really incredible. And so mm-hmm. I had come in with, um, uh, gels and it would like they couldn't take them off in time for like how it was happening. So it ended up just sort That's of sticking the way the with the role. Crumbles. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing the work. You're doing the character work. That's uh, basically what you're saying. I have to. I do like dress myself into the role, and I do. I can really become the role. I mean, God, the prep time on this. I can't tell you how wild I had been feeling since my birthday's in February. I'm in Aquarius and. And that's when I found out I got it. And it was just, I have felt, so I am in a bit of a come down. I'm a little afraid of that, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So if people want to yeah. reach out to me on Instagram and tell me you love me, I'd love that. That always helps me. And um, my website's jackferver.com. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, now let's get into Anyhow, your show. This is really exciting and I think can be a very healing experience Thank to like you. piggyback on what you've gone through because yeah. in this show, for anyone who's newly tuning in, 
I invite a guest to pitch me on their idea for the canceled movie Sex and the City 3. And they give me log lines for the four girls. And then we build the movie from there. So this is really your moment and to share your vision with the world. So, you know, with that, I will pass the buck to you and um, we'll see what you come up with. Yeah. So where we find the girls is in this post-apocalyptic detritus of uh, a New York that something has happened to, but that isn't ever discussed. And so, I mean, poetry, the event. there is an event there's, or, or it could have been multiple events. I mean, I do stand by poetry is not vague. So what you're seeing is specific. Um, mm-hmm. I really do picture the pilot or maybe most of the show being shot by Jonathan Glazer. And there is this definite sense of um, like the soundtrack's Michael Levy. It's I, I'm kind of going design in as, but you know, I think we already yeah, know no. that from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm very emotional. So aesthetics help me. Um, and so Carrie, Mm -hmm. Carrie is, she, it begins with her, (laughs) it begins with her, she is found, she is found under something. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By Charlotte. And Charlotte's really balked up by this point because (laughs) she actually ends up turning in. She's like, really is this force um, that unleashes from the event. You'll kind of, it it starts from, it's it's all told in um, flashbacks. So we're at the, we're we're in the post event and then a lot of Mm -hmm. it is done in haunting flashback. So it begins with Carrie being found under something by Charlotte. And the removal of Carrie from under this thing also releases her from thinking about men, period. Wow. She no longer in this show will think about men at all. And instead, with the release of that, there's this buzzing that begins to happen right between, like right in her third eye. And Mm -hmm. she now has the power to tell the other girls where they need to go to get to zones of safety. But that is her only arc in this show now is actually being a friend and taking care of people. So this is, it's sort of like this reveal of like, she's actually going to show up and, uh, and Charlotte now has like really bulked up. It's a lot of like turns, right? It's Charlotte's really bulked up. She's, she now from the event has this like amazing strength. I know this is sounding very Marvel, but I am telling it to you from like a Jonathan Glazer standpoint. No, it's a hun. I'm a hundred percent with you because I don't want it to look like a Marvel. I want it to look like Jonathan Glazer. So, so you do have this feeling of it's gritty. It's real. There's like abstraction. There might be layered sequences. Um, and uh, and Charlotte's strength is strength, like extreme, extreme. We find Charlotte with like this extreme superhuman strength. Um, mm-hmm. Together, Charlotte and Carrie go on. They are able to find Miranda, who is at the top of something very high. And they're trying to get her to come down. 
And Miranda is still a bit of Miranda where she's anxious. She's yelling at them a little bit. She's snapping back in a way that is about her own anxiety. And she, they just keep saying, let go, let go, let go. And eventually she does and Mm -hmm. she falls and realizes she can fly. So oh Miranda now by the by being able to let go, but it's only if she let goes. Let mm-hmm. let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's how it goes. Let's go. And it's a beautiful message. It's like a metaphor. It is like a metaphor. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So then a lot of the season is them looking for Samantha. I have thought of this and that Kim won't come back because like I know I just knew she wasn't going to. Yeah. So I'm sorry. And in, in this, in this movie. It. So there's a lot of like in the flashbacks, there's a lot of them talking to someone who you assume is Samantha. Mm-hmm. And at, and towards the end of the movie, they do uncover Samantha, who is no longer Kim Cattrall, but is this mist. It's this kind of gray mist. And, and they're, they're using someone's voice who sounds like Kim. Mm-hmm. And, it is Samantha who unleashed this event accidentally through a spell that she was working on that was meant to be a more sort of like Deepak Chopra abundance thing that had like, or it had been like an, you know, an O magazine kind of like it was, it was a very, I love and improve of myself spell that ended up completely decimating everything yeah except for a few people around who might still be alive who samantha is aware might still be alive because she feels bad about it Mm -hmm. and so she goes up and turns into the sky and she with stars shines down where the other people are and carrie is going to navigate the girls to go find these other survivors okay Great. I love this. And by the way, there are no men in this at all. And no Mm -hmm. men are discussed ever. Men are dead, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 absolutely. All men, men, all men are dead. Yeah. Have died in the event. Yeah, in the event. Which, okay, I believe the event to be... Yeah, let's kind workshop of, that because I don't know how I yeah, feel about it. Yeah, I think it. it's kind of like a nuclear explosion that yeah. detonates as a yeah. result of whatever Samantha's doing. And yeah. I think it, imme- like, since she is the detonator, it immediately, <laughs> like, I think she becomes this mist and yeah. she herself detonates into mist that sends, like, truly a shockwave through the entire world, starting yes. with New York mushrooming out. Yes. Immediately killing every man. Yes. And absolutely. Absolutely. And then, like, flattening the world. So now yes. there are only there are very few survivors. Yeah. I want there to be very few players in this. I, I think, like, you know, in terms of casting, I'd like them to all be unknowns. And, mm-hmm. like, like, I love Florence Pugh so much, but I don't want her to show up in it. Like, I really yeah. want it to be all unknowns, but I want it to be people who have a voice like hers. I do like a, a low voice in it, and I think I like that tone. Um, though I also like the idea that, I mean, I'm a choreographer, so I love the idea that a lot of this movie is not talking and is movement-based. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hopping running. Over things, it's running. It's flying. it's 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 hopping over. It's also like just having like a boogie down where like the mm-hmm. mist, like Samantha starts to you know she at one point the swirl. You know, yeah, yeah. So like she's trying to save. Like she's trying to save the remain. The yeah, she's survivors. not. She's also not. She doesn't have a any sort of anything that was left of a kind of idea around human thought is gone from this Samantha now. So it's only, it's only acting as an intelligence that is just sort of more of like a heat seeker for other forms of intelligence that might be left on this realm before going to whatever other realm this Samantha might go to. And so it's, and I, I, I also picture things. I mean, of course, I, I'm such an Aquarius that I want. I, I, I'm sure I'm also thinking of David Lynch in here. Like that, people have to like record backwards, and then it like gets played forwards. Or I don't want it to be that, but something like that. But I love the idea of Samantha kind of like turning herself into a club where the three girls mm-hmm. dance at one point. Like she can turn into like a building. It's this mist, but it turns into like it shapes kind of that lights. we might. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like shape shifting and maybe like causes mirages. Absolutely. Like, okay. And I want there to be no music until we see Samantha. And that's where I picture this Michael Levy score starting. So that mm -hmm. also like Samantha and the Michael Levy score are like very paired. It's a very, it's a very sensorial. I would like this movie to only screen in planetariums. And it needs to be a fully immersive experience where you are surrounded by screen. I think that we could even go so far as to have a, um, like a fully immersive, like, uh, not 3D virtual reality. Oh yeah, exhibition. VR. VR yeah, is really you, in. I hear you become like you are in now the rubble post event and like that seeing, like seeing the story play out. Maybe it actually only is a VR experience. Oh my god, you're that so good. City to city. Yeah. Uh, TM. C with a circle around it, which means copyright, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. Other that's happened here first, and you can't use this idea. This yeah, no one can use this it without. Is, yeah. Well, we have to. We get permission. to direct it, and I think yeah. you should direct it, and I should choreograph it, and Fabulous. then I think they can kind of write it as they go along, like a Chris Guest film. Like we'll be like, these are the scenes, and then they'll just improvise, and then we'll yeah. see what works. It could maybe even be live where it has to be a live performance that is VR so that they have to do it a certain number of times in a location like where they do shoot those Marvel things where there's all those, or no, it was the Mandalorian. I didn't see that because I don't know that series of thing about, which is Star Wars, I think. But mm-hmm. I didn't see any. But there's like there's all the, they're in a room with a bunch of TVs that play the okay. set. I've heard. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I. I think. I. Anyhow, but some. Who? But I love this VR idea. I love it. I yeah. was thinking when you were talking about it. Have you ever laid in a swimming pool at night and looked up at the stars, and you're the only one in the swimming pool? I actually haven't, but I would love to do that. If you ever come to New York, we'll do it. And you you just get naked, you're alone in the dark, and you lay in a, in a pool under the stars, and it feels like the beginning and the end. That's really the genesis of this, when I think of it. And yeah. um, I think it'd be really beautiful. 
I think there's something to be said also for like uh, having like a sensory deprivation tank experience. Mm. Maybe of it's a this. sensory deprivation with VR. Yeah, it could be that exactly where you kind of are the mist and you experience <gasps> it as the mist. Element. What about that? As so the movie begins, it's going on, whatever you're seeing all this stuff. And when it gets to Samantha, you realize it's you and you are Samantha. I love that. And that wait, you're wait, this mist. Wow. Wow. That like, like, yeah, this is, this is powerful. This is yeah, deep. This is healing. I want to go. I want to like kind of paint the picture of what happens in this movie yeah. Like so oh, uh, details. <laughs> right. Yeah, details. So like right. <laughs> I imagine we this, so there's no score at all. It's just like stark. Not, I think you it's just all like kind of natural sounds that natural would be sounds. occurring in this. And world maybe on natural sounds that we don't know until this is all gone. Maybe things that we wouldn't expect or anything. Yeah. Do you think there should be monsters or anything that this is made? I think like, there absolutely could be like, yeah, I, I imagine yeah. it starting with just like a stark gray sky with like dust and maybe like a one bird. And like, yes. you, you're like, where are we? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And it yeah. kind of pans down into the city of New York that is unrecognizable. Right. Right. Rubble. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Not even like day after tomorrow or whatever, where you can see the Statue of Liberty's arms sticking out of the water. She's gone. Like, that's over. No, it's all it's gone. It's just rubble. And right. It's, yeah. It's like a rubble island. Right. I think it actually you see the island of Manhattan completely as, flattened. And as you come and, down, like, you're like, oh, it's Manhattan. But as you come down, you see there's it's just nothing but dust. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, just dust. That. There's not even like ambulance sounds. No. I think it's no. like eerily quiet. Because yeah. everyone's dead. Everyone's know? dead. Or so you think. Yeah. Because yeah. you see, I think, a woman with, like, just <laughs> ripped arms. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling, yeah. Yeah. like, things Absolutely. off of the ground. Like, Madonna and the Reinvention beams. Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beans yeah. off the ground and, like, sh- through rubble. And you hear her voice going, Carrie? Carrie? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You realize that it's Charlotte, just like covered in like sweat and dust yeah. and just like inexplicably ripped. Like it's like G.I. Jane or something. Yeah. And it's just like, who is this woman? Oh, my God. This is Charlotte. We're just like throwing the audience into the mix. Yeah. And yeah. you see maybe you see like a Manolo, like a heel, like a foot with a Manolo sticking out. What if it's like rubble. a totally a foot that just has like the heel of the Manolo like plunged into it? Because, like, the mm-hmm. explosion got rid of a lot of it. And then Manol, like, just the heels stuck into... What if Carrie walks just with heels that are stuck into her feet that are no longer on the... Sh- like, the shoe's gone. But I the heel Carrie's... was so strong. Like, then she also, because of this third eye, kind of doesn't hit the ground so much. Like, they're all... It, Charlotte's the most grounded. And then yeah. Carrie's in between. And then Miranda can fly. And then, of course, we have Mist. I think Charlotte might have had... Like, we did see in flashbacks that she actually had, like, a pretty locked down, like, panic room that when this was starting, she, she was grabbed totally her, safe. her family, she put them all in there, and she was safe. And, like, they miraculously survived. Because so what I love is prepper. that her family, if there were any men in that, because she has a husband, he and then are her dead. kids, yeah. are the kids boys? The kids are girls. 
They're girls. Okay, so they survived. They should yeah, be gone, Charlotte though. And, and I think they've become feral. And, mm-hmm. like, at times they'll look up and they'll see something scuttle across something. And, and she'll be like... Kids become feral, like... <laughs> Cats. devilish creatures Taps. that like will rip your throat out and like eat you alive absolutely it is a true it's a true like um they come out at night mm-hmm. mostly you know it's yeah. a real aliens except it's children post this event and it's these yeah yeah they come out at night mostly okay charlotte will that. have that line <laughs> i think because i think people will i think people will some will know it like if you're you know like a kid mm-hmm. in the 90s you'll be like work and then some people mm-hmm. won't know it and they'll be scared. But that's what I love about being a kid in the 90s, right? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, yeah. so Charlotte is, like, digging Carrie out of this rubble. I think Carrie's legs have been completely crushed by, like, a beam. And this is where we will get to, like, fashion some sort of, I think, robot legs with, like, fabulous shoes. Like, it's going to be, like, a robot heel, like, thigh-high boots that are just like <gasps> made of metal and that I think can be ever shifting. She can make shoes out of objects or this whatever. This is so incredible. Like, but does, and does yeah. she make it? Has she kind of also become like some sort of weird welder with that third eye thing where she, I picture Definitely. her being able to look at something and then the material shifts into a kind of like robot leg and then she can just suck it onto her mm-hmm. leg part. She, like, can sculpt yeah. just, like, the air and kinetic yeah. energy. I yeah. love that. I love so that. So Charlotte drags her out, drags her out, right. does, like, right. some CPR. Like, I think, again, there's no no dialogue, no. and you see Carrie But you do, of, like, the first words we do here are, and I want it to be really gravelly, like, almost like Linda from um, Terminator, like Linda Hamilton in this last one, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, where it's like, Carrie, Carrie. And you turn and you see that it's, you see it's Charlotte all jacked. And then yeah. Yeah, she pulls her out. She pumps on Carrie's chest. Carrie's like, Hoo! and coughs up like all this like rubble and blood. Mm-hmm. And then. And then you see her leg, like Charlotte's quickly like takes her belt and like right. tourniquets her legs. Yeah. And then like drags her into a shelter. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe just like the first five minutes is like Charlotte trying like charlotte just trying to make sense of what's happened like fashioning some sort of shelter mm-hmm. and like making sure that carrie's okay and this and is one of those moments where i feel like in the fashioning of the shelter you see you see charlotte placing something like to make a wall and flash back to the panic room mm-hmm. so flashback to eh, 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 and charlotte running like, down with the guy running through and they, her apartment yeah. right and they get in close the door and she goes we'll be safe we'll be safe and then you hear something and you watch the her husband like just turn into a blood bag and burst yeah and like and her and the, over her, her, her and, and the, the kids yeah exactly yeah. just splattered yeah exactly mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't know what's happening outside Mm-mm. you just like it's kind of shaking. exactly Exactly. And their reactions. And then everyone's screaming. They're covered in yeah. blood. And then yeah. suddenly the girls start like licking the blood like off of themselves. And yes. they get like wild eyed. And they try like, I guess maybe they all, maybe they even like pass out from shock and they come to. Right. And the girls are like wild eyed and they're trying to attack Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte comes to and she, it's dark in there and she sees like four eyes glint up. 
and she realizes that it's her girls who have turned into this thing and they Mm -hmm. attack her and now she wrestles them off they all fall through the door and she's able to throw them out something so they go away and you see them scamper off and you see her crying and then looking down and she just picks up rocks and starts doing curls with them to realize that this is her new life and she needs to just accept to it. just bulk up, yeah, and a little bulk bit. bulk up. And, like, maybe there. you see her, like, see some eggs and stuff. Like, food's not gone. Or there's food mm-hmm. that's, like, under rocks and she just, like, eats whatever. And then we, so yeah. then we cut back to Carrie and Charlotte in the, in this place with, with Carrie's legs tourniqueted. And, mm-hmm. and Charlotte now coming back to where we are. So still no dialogue. All we've heard is Carrie, Carrie, the screaming, this running in, the slashback, da, da, da. And now we're back to the, the, the actual, yeah. the shelter of now. Right. And then we're back. Yeah. Going. And maybe like, as they're looking out from shelter, like the sun is setting over Manhattan, but it's like this, it's just creating really weird colors because of all the dust yeah. in the air. And so it's yeah. just like, it's all very surreal and like nightmarish. And then as the sun's going down, we cut back to, I think it's like, we need to cut back to like Samantha or something or Miranda. Like as the sun's going down, I, I feel like as the sun's going down, we cut to I them think all we at sh- like dinner, the like, even before we need to like cut to them at dinner the night before the event or something. Yes. And like you that. see the three girls talking to you to mm-hmm. camera and they're like, well, what are you going to do tonight? And then you don't, the camera, so from your angle you hear, well, I found this ritual that I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about. And the girls yeah. are like, well, what's the ritual? It's an abundance ritual. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, can you tell us any more about it? And then you just hear, no. And then, you know, and then... And then, like, there's this... And that's where I'm picturing some, like, nice cinema magic of, like, some overlay or whatever. Or, like, the camera zooms really quickly into Carrie's eye and out of Miranda's eye. Like, where you would mm-hmm. zoom in and out and have this sort of sense of who's viewing what and where are we and where are we going. And then, like, as you watch the sun fade, you hear that... <laughs> sound again. You okay, yeah. love it. To bring yeah. you back in. To, the to bring you back moment. in. But like we've had this, and so now we've also established that at times through this through this movie you're watching, you are Samantha. Like now we've also kind of set up that it's, that you're, you're going to be seeing it from Samantha's POV. Mm-hmm. And I think even in Which I dinner, like having. I like that on. too. That's a really good touch and a good to establish that early on. Because well, there's then, so much mystery and some people could be like, I'm out of here. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, that would really that key me in. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm Samantha. Work. Yeah. yeah and so I'll like, stay. And I think in the dinner, it's like we see Car- like Carrie's talking about her problems with Big. Miranda's talking about like her legal like some legal drama that she's having or like work drama that she's having. And it's kind of like a return to form, except you happen to be like the Samantha character. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then we're back, like we're back in this, in the rubble with Charlotte and Carrie. And maybe it's like the next morning or is it like, um, I'm trying to think like, 
is it the night is it like sometime in the night like Carrie seems like she might not make it or something or is like and I Charlotte has to maybe cut her legs off or so, like do something she realizes like, that like the legs are are getting that like gangrene or something mm-hmm. and and she's and she's and, and she's like and you hear her just say I don't want to hear her. you know what I think we're ready to hear like Charlotte say something like I'm going to have to cut your legs off, Carrie. And yeah. I feel like I that's like a a line that I think would become really iconic where you like people would leave the movie and like you'd have a friend who's going through something and the the like thing would be like I'm going to have to cut your legs off to let them yeah. know that like they're not doing well and like so there could be these lines that go forward in this other mm-hmm. way now in the in like the in the world we're living in now, quite frankly. So she I does. Also see, yeah, I also see Charlotte like having a torch and you hear like you hear kind of skittering around and oh. it's the feral children. Oh, and no. And they smell the blood of Carrie's legs. So like and Charlotte's having to be like, get away, get away. And they're like, yeah, and running away. And so she's like, I also have to cut Carrie's legs off and like feed them to these children. Because I love the smelling. idea of like, her throwing gotta- the legs and it's just corn of the cob. Yeah, and then kids, all these, like, hungry little kids, like, run up and Mm -hmm. take them. And take them away, skitter away with Carrie's legs. And I think even Carrie in this moment, we can have a moment of levity where Carrie's like, you can take my legs. Yeah. Don't take the shoes. And so Charlotte (laughs) keeps the shoes that she was wearing. That is an incredible first line for Carrie. You can take Mm -hmm. my legs, but don't take the (laughs) shoes. That's amazing. Wow, you do live in Hollywood. Because that is that's how you do it. That's you get like a real script, John. That's you can take yeah. my legs, but not the shoes. Okay, mm-hmm. so but then inside of that, it's like something that the audience laughs at is like spun out by, but like cut to like the kids eating it, and then you hear like wow, 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 and and the the kids kind of like get freaked out and skittle away, and then you mm-hmm. see this like thing in the middle, like. Carrie's third eye beaming and her hand starting to move around the shoes and like all of a sudden metal starts to pull from different places towards these Manolas and it just starts to link itself in and like turn to liquid and like turn into these amazing things and then suck onto Carrie's legs. Mm -hmm. And she gets power from I think like she now gets power when she puts those like metal legs shoes on her legs. Absolutely. And she's, like, back. The original Ruby red slippers were silver. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Ruby red. It was silver. So I also love mm-hmm. like an, going back to old stories of your to, cause I think that's just cool. Yeah, totally. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm-hmm. 
I also like the idea that after that magic, when it cuts back to Charlotte, for whatever reason, she looks bigger. Mm-hmm. And that, because I don't like the idea that Charlotte really has to just labor to get her powers. It would just bum me out. I'd be like, why is Charlotte? I so, think it's automatically like it's just happening. Like, I don't right. even think we need to have her doing any push-ups. It's just Mm-mm. like every shot of her is like she's like more and more muscular and cut. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you just accept that, that Charlotte's like journey, just like you're accepting that now Carrie's third eye is glowing and she can like magnetically and kinetically fashion these like shoes out of metal rubble. Shoe legs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. Do we see like mist kind of shining down? Like there, I think we need a moment where they're like, what? like what happened and they're like I don't know I do like the idea of Carrie going what happened and Charlotte Charlotte going I don't know and then you hear wailing like deep Mm -hmm. deep crying because I want us to get to Miranda like and so you're hearing this crying and they look out and Carrie goes Miranda cut back to crying 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 because Miranda is crying crying at Steve like she's just she's crying she's dealing with something she's just like I can't believe this and she looks up from this coffee table and she says you know I've always felt onshore here and I just don't think and before she can say working the event happens and he, and you know and, what? Maybe she's at the office and she's uh, on FaceTime yes. with him and she's at the office in a high rise. We need and that. And it's kind of like, we need to see like those a, windows why aren't blowing you home? Out. Yeah. Why right. aren't you home from work? And she's like, right. I, right. this is my job. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. Like, What's your job? Steve? Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm like carrying all this weight. Like it's right. up to me. And then, yeah, mid-conversation, all the windows. Her office is just, like, all windows. Corner yeah. office. They yeah. blow out. That I love that shot. Yeah. And everything goes. And, and she's, like, blown backwards. Blown backwards. Blown. Like, you just... And you and we have, like, a very... Like, a slow-mo shot of watching... Sorry, my dog is... um. She's dreaming. So if anyone hears no. a kind of whimpering, it's that she's dreaming. But I don't want to wake her up because she's like she's no, a rescue. Beautiful. So I just want to let her be. And I think that like what we're telling is giving her a really good dream. So mm-hmm. you, I want to see this slow motion of of um, uh, Miranda's hair just like blowing back, and you just see like this halo of red of like her hair that like somehow like fills the whole screen as she falls back back is and it's also like like shot from like downtown to like you know the reservoir like she Mm -hmm. gets like blown because let's say samantha's well where does samantha do this let's say samantha does it at the tip like at the at the she's doing it like south street seaport because for whatever reason it was like she needed to like be by as much water she needed to like have water on three sides of her so that's why she goes down there to like the peninsula or whatever the tip she goes to the tip and so Mm -hmm. the edge and 
so I just want, I love this idea of this also, this like slow motion, really beautiful shot. I feel like it could take like, you know, minutes of watching Samantha blown through from the office up to the reservoir in Central Park and like landing into that water. And this is also kind of Miranda's first flight, if you will. Like Totally. The, so you see it's, we shoot in like ultra HD slow motion. Ultra. You just see little shards of glass. Yeah, like glimmering. Blowing. This is also right. very like giving me like a Gaspar Noe vibe a little Abs- bit of like going over yeah, yeah. her body, just flying over the city. And it's also yeah. a chance to see the entire the city, city melt. of New York melting yes. and flattening. And you get like, this is the money shot of this is, yeah. like the destruction with yeah. Miranda flying and flying and flying back. That is back, amazing. Back. That is yeah. amazing. With her body dropping from sky high down into the reservoir. Yeah. Backwards. And then I think everything around the reservoir is just flames. Absolutely. So she's like in a fl- flaming circle. Totally. Of safety. And yeah. yeah. And you see her kind of sinking down with fire overhead. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's even a moment where she has to realize like she needs to fight to like yeah live and yeah. so you see her like struggle like swim up and then she like a that's good also version of motion. that that awful that movie i care a lot like when she has yeah, to get out of the car exactly. but like a good version of it like where mm-hmm. it's where i would like to see it shot from further away with yeah. more stuff and there's fish there are yeah, fish, there's fish. There are flaming rubble flying into the water yeah i want to see that because you know what yeah. else i'm thinking of is that shot in um uh the something hunter it's where that woman's in the car at the bottom of the lake and there's all those oh, reeds mm-hmm. the yeah it's just really spooky anyhow but yes like all of that even better and I think it's also right. like really muddy too. Yeah. So it's like she comes out and she's like, ah! and yes. like yeah, yeah, covered yeah. in just like total mud, almost yeah. like looking like a swamp thing. She should just look like but a swamp with like thing. Big eyes, with like big eyes looking out. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then you just see them close. And then we watch her for minutes while the mud slowly like crusts from the fire. So mm-hmm. you just see the shape of Miranda as like mud a mud lady yeah a mud a mud uh, like but hardened uh, like a clay woman yeah so then does she do we see her then like get out of the water and then make her way to like a high vantage point I think then I want like a close shot of of seeing like the crusty mud start to crack and seeing Mm -hmm. Samantha's hands and feet kind of like curling like gnarling while you're hearing her doing that deep wailing and we Mm -hmm. stay on the hands while we watch it crawl up some large thing okay so you watch it crawl across the ground and then you realize through the camera that the camera is now beginning to tilt and we're going vertical okay and she ends up being on top of all of those like horrible skyscrapers that are over there that have all collapsed into but they all collapse into like one junk pile one big junk pile that's and like per, the best real estate in new york like, absolutely central park absolutely. but it's just one pile of all those absolutely buildings. those like four mile high buildings that are for four residents and yeah. it's and she is at the top 
like when the camera like gets to the top, it then very quickly drops all the way down, and you realize that she's miles and miles up. And, and she's, she's wailing, the whole way, screaming, wailing, screaming, yeah. in mud. screaming, wailing, crying in mud. I can stay with that for a really long time. Like just the yeah. sound of screaming and wailing, covered in mud, watching the camera angle go from ground shot to vertical, slowly going up until you're at like a steep vertical. She should be on like a needle at the top, like yeah. um, like whatever those are at the top of a skyscraper that uh, gives your Wi-Fi, and she's mm-hmm. on the top of that. Yeah, totally. And I see thing. this. This is like a twenty-minute. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I feel like it's earned by that point because I feel I've spent so much time with with Charlotte and Carrie. And in this way, I do feel Miranda get weirdly sidelined frequently, kind of in the show, just in its own. I'm not. I don't know. It's it's just something like recently I saw that episode where she is breastfeeding and carries over and Carrie keeps talking and like can't kind of show up for Miranda in this way. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like that moment got honored. And I feel this is the moment for it to get honored. This is retribution. Yeah. So she's up there wailing. And then like, we have this really then like, it takes five seconds to like swoop all the way back to wherever Carrie. And I think they're down in like, uh, like Nolita or something. And, And Carrie's thing is is buzzing, and she goes Miranda, and then and then we have like a scene of them walking through the city, which will be we'll get to have flashbacks of like Balthazar, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, what are other the Metropolitan Museum of Art gone? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or or even like new things that maybe people who haven't been to New York in a while haven't seen like. Um, that island. Yeah, yeah, and that island that got built out there. Um, you'd, like, see that just, like, gone. Like, stuff like that. Just gone, gone, gone. And mm. and it should feel really intense and sentimental and upsetting. And... Deeply upsetting. Deeply upsetting. Like, this and, is the point where I think a lot of people are leaving the theater, but mm-hmm. the true, like, the true heads are in it. And I believe that this movie it premieres at the Cannes Film Festival yeah. and gets the Palme d'Or. And Abs- it's like highly controversial because many highly. people are booing, but the yeah. ones who love it, love it so deeply and fiercely. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. It's a film. Mm-hmm. It's a, absolutely. Well, because I mean, I think thinking about New York being flattened is absolutely going to have that inside of it but by as someone who lives here I do think about it every day I am like well I do live in a totally in a a target so I think there's also something around consensual reality of of how safe are we ever that I hope this past year shook people a little bit in maybe it didn't really shake people enough but um you know we live in a death phobic culture and death is the only reality and I will say that like a a show that I loved that did that dealt with nine eleven in that wild way was Watchmen of like the squid event yeah. happening and that whole thing and it happening and feeling like it really going through this bombastic hyperbolic thing that I could have felt you could feel anything about. That's the thing about sci-fi horror. Like that's again, mm-hmm. why I keep going to Jonathan Glazer because I feel like, and under the skin, I people walked out of that. Let me tell you what. 
when that baby yeah. is getting washed out to the ocean and is crying. Uh-huh. I like I watch I I was like one of the last four people in the theater, which I couldn't believe. So this is incredible. What is the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to give a shout out that I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire is one of the best films to happen in the last decade. Oh, and so I good. cried so hard. And that's why I just don't want to see men in anything anymore. So because there are anyhow. Yeah. yeah. So so she's like, and Carrie, I- so the, the legs are going through where we have a lot of like and a lot of flashbacks of these places, a lot of flashbacks of the girls. Maybe we can use like former footage yeah. of the show, like start at the beginning of the show, the pilot, like start mm-hmm. the pilot, go all the way through, go all through every single Maybe episode. See like a bus like that's turned over with Carrie carry like, on it with that tutu the side yeah of the tutu and we just see this world that absolutely no longer exists and kind of no. the way it's shot is is your it's the point of view of you as kind of mist where you're yeah. floating around yeah. the characters it's yeah. it's like really advanced camera work and cinematography yeah. yeah and you're floating up and you're down and then I think as they're walking through the city, making their way towards this wailing that hasn't stopped, it's just been no. wailing ever no. since we cut from Miranda. Right. You see that there's, you see mist kind of forming around the, them in different colors and maybe even they see it and they don't this know This iridescent quality that yeah. sometimes floats in front of the screen that sometimes you feel you're looking through. Mm -hmm. That you're like, I'm looking through this iridescent mist at them. And then it'll like sweep into, and all of a sudden you're a window. You're a different objects kind of watching them as they go. Yeah, yeah. I love that. An action moment like right here where the. I was feeling the feral children. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. They have to have, I think this is a big set piece in just like selling this movie is like, this is a moment where they face off with like, a ton of feral children so many like so it's ma- just yeah. it is like it's it, 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 all of all of those schools just unleashed and they're all out and they're all there and they're just like and all their eyes are super on and glimmering and i think this is and they this run moment. on all fours yeah they absolutely run on all fours and this is this moment where you get to see charlotte just like picking up like 20 kids at once and throwing them and like Carrie all of a sudden doing like these really high batmas that just like with the legs Mm -hmm. so it is this sense of like of of arms and legs in a kind of beautiful and this is where I feel I come in as a choreographer of this sort of synergistic response from these women to these children they don't want and I think that 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 in of itself is already such it's so totemic. It has its own kind of psychological iconographies that I feel so drawn into and is so much a part of my own work. And I think, yeah, it's, I'm really into that. I'm obsessed with a theme of like women versus children. Absolutely. I, I, and you're not alone in that. You know, mm-hmm. I and can I, hold your I hand in that. It. I see it too like at first they see like the skittering and they see all the children their first instinct and like the only word we hear is Charlotte going run and then they are running 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 and then at the moment you think they're like surrounded and they're going to get eaten like that's when they tap into Mm -hmm. their strength where Charlotte Mm -hmm. realizes she can throw 20 of them yes there does need to be one of those things where it's like where the like the thing comes like in the Mortal Kombat film and all of a sudden like the guy realizes he can like cut the giant 
thing, like, just with his hands or something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then Carrie's leg, like, she realizes that she can, like, make her leg, like, go. Like, her shoe leg yeah. can transform and then just, like, sweep. Like, she does even just, like, a round sweep where she goes around with one leg out and yeah. just takes out, like, all these kids. Absolutely. Or maybe she can even, like, she can, like, turn her leg into, like, a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, all she does is like lift it up, and then it's like, to, at the it knee, just starts, it becomes it just the blades. It just starts spinning, this and is, she yeah, can, that's she can final... like just turn. That's it. She... <laughs> that's the final she... moment where they've fought off all these kids, but even more coming, mm-hmm. and she goes, Charlotte, hold on, and then turns to the side and puts her leg up, and her knee becomes the blades, and she lifts them out, and they continue looking for Miranda from the sky. <laughs> Oh my god. So <laughs> Carrie is able to turn herself into a helicopter and she It's kind of she, Inspector Gadget I, in a lot of absolutely ways. Absolutely. Which, which is interesting gadget. because I wasn't Matthew Broderick uh, Inspector Gadget in the movie? So um, I'm making a nod to SJP's own husband. Well, oh, well, we all love an MB sighting in the West Village with the dogs, I have to say. Like, what a charmer. Yeah. So, you know, so, even from afar, even like even if he's not tap dancing, we're always happy to see Matthew Broderick or even think of him. I guess just as long as he's not in the movie. No, no. So, not yeah, so movie. we do get this Inspector Gadget nod. I love the locked elbows and like and and Charlotte's so strong that she can just kind of like back core lift herself up to carry so she doesn't even dangle mm-hmm. like yeah. she's like I she do goes, like the idea of there being one shot though of like a kid hanging on to Charlotte's foot and like the kid is about to like bite Charlotte's foot Char- they're barefoot by the way like I mean Charlotte's barefoot mm-hmm. I mean Carrie yeah. has the legs but Charlotte doesn't need shoes and care and this is where you're seeing that wow how tough Charlotte is her toe, you out. We have a close up of her toe <laughs> punching the child off of her, yes. and it's it's really it it's, it's where we're like wow toe punch yeah 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 where she's she really is able to isolate that mobility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just small toe movements. We don't mm-hmm. see that ever in Mm-mm. film. So that is like another groundbreaking. Mm-mm. Groundbreaking. It's a close up yeah. of a toe punching a feral a demon child away. I yeah. mean, more go off. So they helicopter over and they see this is I kind of am now seeing like a kind of King Kong event of like this mm-hmm. helicopter circling this needle of Miranda wailing. And I do think that, I do think that, like, Miranda needs to be the only one who can, like, really fly in this way. So I think, I think that uh, Carrie needs to be like, I can't keep spinning. And and she can't hold two people on mm -mm. her while she's helicoptering. Also because Charlotte's getting bigger by the moment. Yeah. Like, every, every cut, like, she's, like, she's almost, like, five times SJP size at this point and so bodybuilder yeah like and you're 350 pounds of yeah. just muscle app and you're and it, there's this kind of like like where you're seeing the helicopter like her knee helicopter is starting to like be like I can't anymore yeah, as and they that's... approach and I think then Charlotte drops and you see her just like she lands just like fit like 
standing up on the <laughs> ground and that's when you see like pan up of her just her muscular legs like her pants have ripped off pretty much and now she's just in like shorts and like the remains of a t-shirt and like she just is like full hulk and then carrie i think her shorts have should have turned into a panty thong by this yeah, point i think totally, her pants yeah. her pants have turned into a panty thong at this point and <laughs> She is full female bodybuilder and like Carrie putters out and then falls through the air. But Charlotte just catches catches her. her absolutely. Her yeah. Just like, like a full no problem. Just a full just a full catch. And but there I do I do like this like an idea of just a couple of and only Carrie should get to do lines that are from the original. When mm-hmm. so she goes, Wow. Like there is, I do, I do think there should be a kind of thing of SJP looking at Charlotte going, wow. Mm-hmm. And then she's sat down and, and then, and then, uh, Charlotte points up and she goes, Miranda. <laughs> and so they look up, Miranda's up there, like banshee wailing, just like grief stricken. And SJP's, I'm sorry, Carrie's light, her third eye light starts to glow Mm-hmm. And and the light itself starts to like starts to to like it's Carrie's voice, but it's she's not talking. It's coming out of the the glow spot, and mm-hmm. it it starts to say "Let go." Let and Miranda go. just hears it in her head. In her like, head, yeah, yeah. Miranda just starts to hear Carrie in her head, and she looks down, and it should be, you know it's like miles away, so she should look down and only see like a glimmering like light fractal all the way down there in this dusty dirty hellscape and um like someone's holding like a tiny mirror like far far away and you just keep hearing let go let go and then you see Miranda slowly start to cry and I mean slowly start to stop crying and her face should go like French actress blank like just super like nothing and then you watch her lean back and then fall forward and she yeah. just like falls off this thing. And again, we're watching Miranda fall. So this is falling again, except now intentionally falling, right? Is sort of the thing of like, and then you go back to it, you go back to the trauma, but you redo it on your own terms. Exactly. And she falls and 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 you see uh Charlotte getting ready to catch her, and then you hear Carrie, and then Carrie takes Charlotte's arm and pulls it down. And you're confused by this because you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then you oh, just. Oh, she's going to try and kill her friend? Like, right. what is, yeah, what's happening? You're like, what's going on? And and Charlotte should look at Carrie in this kind of confused way. Cut back to you see Miranda falling, falling. And then just before she hits the ground, whoosh, up, like just up past them, like in between them. And it should be this real, like, like cut back to like you seeing her hair blowing back and her face looks the most serene you've ever seen Miranda look or anyone on the show ever. Mm-hmm. It's the most, in fact, it's the most serene face you've ever seen. Yeah. And pure 100% peace. It is complete peace. And then you see this like flying around and, and, um, and Carrie starts jumping up and down laughing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and grabbing Charlotte's hands and just laughing and laughing and laughing <laughs> And laughing. And Charlotte at this point is like she she she's she's getting to a point where she just conserves energy at all points. It's cause she's like 
really just is becoming just full, like, like she's so ripped. So she's just kind of thinking in her own way, but Carrie's still kind of like that unhinged laughing and the giggle and like the giggle, clapping, giggle and clapping and jumping up and down and, and she's flying and then the giggling and clapping draws the kids. Cause then you, cause then you see Charlotte, you, you, you see, no, you see Miranda come to, she flies by them and she goes, shh, as she goes past. (laughs) That's her first, that's her first line after crying is her whole Mm -hmm. flying by and holding a finger up to her lips and going, shh. Yeah. Maybe she even holds a finger up to Carrie's lips. Carrie's lips and goes, brushes, it just brushes brushes lips with the lightest Closed. Just brushes her, brushes her lips closed. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so then you hear the scampering of the kids coming and then you see them like slowly turn, you know, in that turn way where like Carrie and, and Charlotte turn while Miranda like gently levitates just like behind them. Mm-hmm. Kids attack. The kids attack, except now they're grabbing branches. They're grabbing like, they're grabbing like, um, rebar they're grabbing like glass and all this stuff and it's like a full-on attack and like one of them's able to like jump they're able to jump on Miranda who has to kind of like spiral herself up into the sky to like to fling them off Mm -hmm. but they're and they should also be having like some sort of glow to them or something that's 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 bad and it's just yeah they're evolving like they're learning quickly how to like incorporate weaponry and like yeah. do whatever it takes to like feed. Yeah, absolutely. And and some maybe some of them have like scales or webs or growing claws or any kind oh, of like reptile they're reptilian. This reptilian sure. thing is taking over. It's it's this thing has happened and it gets to this place where the girls are cornered and like it seems like they're just not going to be able to like get out of it. Like I I just I'm picturing like that Game of Thrones sequence where I think all the zombies get on Jon Snow and like he's just not going to be able to get out. I can't mm-hmm. believe I even know about that. I'm, I'm shocked. In- Honestly, uh, I didn't see Game of Thrones in your repertoire, but I love you surprised me in so many ways. So I thank you. It. Well, I was sold I on watching as a reference. I didn't start watching the show until later on. And it was only because I was told that women were killing people. And so I decided to watch it for that. Love. And so, um, uh, and I took that test once of like, what character are you? Did you ever take the test of what character, (laughs) what what Game of Thrones character are you? What did you get? Um, the, the witch, the red, the Scarlet Witch. I got, I don't don't think she's called Scarlet Witch. She was this beautiful woman who I feel like was played by, um, Vera Farmiga, but I don't think was. And... Mm. Um, she was this beautiful woman who like did some bad stuff early on and then kind of is able to save them for a part with the zombies. And then she has this necklace and at the end she takes her necklace off and it's been an enchanted necklace that she's actually like 300 years old. And so that's, (laughs) she looks beautiful just from this necklace and she just turns to dust. And I did feel like it was something that, like, I, I could come across as, like, arcane and um, mysterious. And I, you know, I guess uh, magic, I magically look young. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyhow, um, back to this show. I just picture them being on it. Like, I don't even need to see, like, 
like, I don't want to see people, like, our heroes getting, like, cut or anything too severe. Like, I feel I'm really used to that. I feel I could see, like, close-ups of skin, but not knowing whose skin was getting cut. Yeah, like, and just I think melee. Children... I'm just thinking melee. Yeah, I think, like, they uh, they have scales, and some of them can, like, merge into each other to, Absolutely. like, turn into larger monsters. Or maybe, you see well, them. Yeah. maybe that's it, though. I love that of just going for it. Like, let's stick it all the way in. So mm-hmm. I think that the children, like, I love that. The children all of a sudden are able to coalesce into one being. Mm-hmm. And it should look actually just like a bunch of children stuck together, by the way. Yeah. Like, I don't okay. think it is one Terrifying. thing, but it yeah. is literally like 3,000 children all of a sudden stuck together into this one super child. Mm-hmm. And it like raises its hand up to just like squish them. And then you all of a sudden confront the, this child thing, the viewer does, and it looks directly into camera. And then you hear Samantha Jones go, enough. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the children all go, and just, like, turn into weird little, like, tadpole things that, like, go under the ground. I don't like okay. the idea of them dying, but I like that they, like, they're just, like, they and slither they, away. Yeah. They just, like, go in and they just, like, go into mm-hmm. the ground. And then you, the viewer, come to circle to the girls, and it's this mist thing that you've been looking through at times throughout this yeah. thing, this iridescent, what have you. And you get to watch Charlotte, Carrie, and Miranda go, Samantha, in unison. Mm-hmm. And then you hear, hello, ladies. And... <laughs> <laughs> and... And then Carrie goes, what? What? And then you hear, look, I'm really sorry about that spell. It wasn't my intention, but things got out of control. And then Miranda peacefully goes, I know what you have done and I forgive you. Right? Because it's it's this thing Mm -hmm. of really letting go of anxiety, really accepting change. Mm -hmm. And... And but Charlotte's not really there yet, and goes, "My husband," and she and you watch Big Charlotte come at you. But every time she comes at you to punch, just like mist goes back, yeah. and and it just and then she realizes, and then and then you go, you "Can't fight reality." No, and she should say that. That mm. should be your line. You can't fight reality. It is and what it is. It is what it is, Charlotte. <laughs> And then, and then, and Charlotte seems in a huff. And then Miranda just turns to Charlotte and places her hand on Charlotte's shoulder. And, and Charlotte cries a little bit. And then, and then, and then you go looking at them. How can I make it up to you? And then, and then. Carrie looks directly at you and gives you this kind of smile. And then all of a sudden you see yourself turn into this kind of like dome thing. And you play this like amazing, like a kind of music we've never heard before. Micah's Levy's going to do with this, mm-hmm. but it's like, dun, 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 dun. And it plays <laughs> this mute. It's the theme song, but done in this way that I'm not doing justice to, but it's really like, 
weird and fractal and the 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 our girls start to dance it's really cathartic for them and you just got to see some of their tricks like there is Carrie like helicoptering around the room you know you have <laughs> yeah. like Samantha I'm sorry Miranda like goes and like flies loop de loops around her uh, Charlotte's able to just jump all the way up to see and like wave at at Carrie laughing and they're all kind of laughing and you're all kind of laughing together and mm-hmm. in a way I feel like that's the end I think yeah I think I liked this yeah. idea of turning into the sky and going to find other people and maybe mm-hmm. but maybe it could be like blackout and credits start to roll and then while the credits roll you start talking the like you are like, wait, 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 ladies. Now that you've had your fun, the work has just begun. And it's like, um, there are still some other sentient beings out there. So get ready and let's go. I like the idea of beginning it with the, one of the first, the first line of mommy dearest, which is, Uh which is Faye says, Let's go. So I love the idea. I mean, the first line really is, we're, we're ready for you, Miss Crawford, but it really is, let's go. And so yeah. I do love the idea of ending this movie with, let's go. I love that. I think it's like, I see it ending kind of with them pulling, also like pulling other people out of the rubble who are like yeah. nobodies. But we're setting up now, I think, what could be a franchise. And... Like showing like of women. this is the yeah, yeah. of women and yeah. a, of who are these people that they're pulling out of the rubble? We've never seen them before, but they're right. going to be essential characters, and they're pulling them out like one by one. And I think you hear Samantha maybe the a voiceover like reciting the like abundance, like the ethos behind this abundance spell, which was like a world will be different where women like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, as you're pulling these people out, you hear kind of what she did and like they pull the last person out and then it cuts to like, I think actual like your POV. It's right before the event. Like you are Samantha. Thank you. Standing. I was there with you. I was yeah, I chills and you go, on my left side. I have full body chills right I now. Cause was I'm thinking like, that this it was is also going to cut back to you at the end. The casting yeah. of the spell, like the paper, you've carved the candle, you rub the oil on it. Mm-hmm. You and have like she just goes like, and now abundance, and then it just cuts to black, and that's like right. the moment of the event, right? And so now we set up a world, yeah, uh, where like the next movie would be all these people like essentially just rebuilding this world. Yeah. What is what what does so when we say the future is female, what does that look like? And really like and really let finally letting us have it. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. This is good. I love it too. This is yeah. great. Yeah. And even even if it never got to a sequel point, I just love like setting up something. I love doing all this work to set up something that you really never actually get to see the payoff of. Like, I think that's an interesting do- thing to do. To an I audience. think there's something beautiful of letting people fantasize. And the I, unknown. I, yeah. Let I them feel, cope with the unknown. Let them cope. Well, I mean, we live in this, in this age where everyone thinks they know everything. And what I'm, I, you know, I, 
I, as I have said to people before, like make it mysterious or make it funny. And if you can do both, you win. Mm -hmm. So it's a real, I mean, the mystery was, has just been so killed between like Facebook to Grindr to Instagram, which I do believe is the arc of how Instagram arrives. I, I firmly am, I am established and Instagram is the meeting of Facebook and Grindr. Yeah. And so I, in terms of its kind of uh, rapacious, like rapid fire, uh, limbic system burning quality. Um, mm-hmm. But um, this is one of those pieces of art. We could call it a film. We can call it a, 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 a dance. We could call it the an event that is a virtual reality experience um, to reawaken sensorial possibilities of the, of the unknown. Yes. I think there's a better way to phrase it to get people to buy tickets, but mm-hmm. um, I, um, there was um, a fully immersive VR experience back in 2017 that I went to it was at LACMA called Flesh and Sand and it was by did you say Flesh um, and Sand Flesh and Sand oh my god and it was by Alejandro Inaritu, and it was like you are immersed you are alone in this VR room wearing a backpack and you walk around the room and you're having this like experience of uh, an immigrant coming to America, like crossing, trying to cross the border and come to America. And it was really, it's really intense. Yeah. And you can like explore all around and like go into people's bodies and like see inside their bodies. It was one of the coolest things that I've ever done. But this is that essentially. This is like that... piggybacking off of that, like a real nod to Inaritu, who inspired the Sex in the City three movie the event of vr, VR. yeah yeah and is the that city. The... i think the title is sex in the city three the event a fully immersive virtual reality experience thank you thank you i was like <laughs> feels, i was totally right. i was totally established at the event but mm-hmm. i do like it continuing on to a fully immersive vr experience i think that i i feel because if you're going to have people take a mysterious journey, it might be good to let them know what the form of it is. And then the yeah. content can surprise. But maybe the form, they'll feel like, okay, it's it's a VR immersive event. Little do they yeah. know, they're entering a fever dream of a fever dream. Yeah. And I like that his was seven minutes and this is a full like hour and a half or however oh, I was thinking kind of like five or six hours yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah perfect because mm-hmm. there's these Better. scenes of Miranda crying for so long there's the scenes of and I, I even think as I'm thinking like when I think of the flashback scenes I I also have to say formally and like how we both got chills I'm I love that Samantha's flashbacks the last one mm-hmm. that like you see in credits or even it might be one of those things where you had to stay for the credits i also want the credits to go so fast that the millions of people who worked on this film happen in like two seconds like i kind of wanted to be like and it's over Mm. and then if people wanted to see that um you can leave and get a program yeah i think there there could be hard copy i think there should be hard copy paper laminated programs and that everyone who leaves should get a sippy cup with a straw Mm-hmm. And that um, that there is some sort of sense 
of um, gluttonous. I don't care. I'm, I'm Kristen Dunst and melancholia eating the jam before like the end. Like I'm just going to have this straw and like, you should come out and like receive a small air conditioner and a plastic cup with a straw and, <laughs> and, and a big, and a magazine, like a heavy, a like beautiful a, printed out. Yeah. That beautiful tells you. printed out magazine that tells you who everyone was, who everyone knows who worked on it. I think everyone who works on it should get a full page bio. Yeah, I think so. A it's like the bio. September issue of Vogue in yes. its heft. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Can you imagine this or is like a result? Even like a, it's like a coffee table book. Maybe. Yeah, we get yeah, a like step the, further. The ma- yeah, yeah, like and that's how you get clout amongst your friend groups and stuff. It's like, oh, you must have gone to the, you must have seen Sex and the City three, the event, a event. fully immersive virtual so reality experience. experience. I see you have this the co- coffee the- table book. That seems to be like cracking your coffee table. How heavy mm-hmm. is that? And yeah. and like the joke is always like heavy enough for Charlotte. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like this sort of thing yeah. where, you know, there's so much to kind of I I really like the idea that in terms of dialogue, we're only looking at maybe three to three pages tops. Mm-hmm. And that like everything else is movement, chore- choreography, sound and light. Yeah. And I think you can explore when you're in it from like all angles. So like if you're in the VR, yeah. you can like climb up on stuff or like go yeah. into the rubble. Like it's like you are, you're just living this. And maybe moment. what tracks you back, like when we need to track your eye back to the narrative, mm-hmm. it's that Samantha's eye gets tracked back. And there's like something on the headset that buzzes as you get tracked back. It's like it's so lightly you don't notice it. But it buzzes your temples left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, and gives you an EMDR experience as well. But Mm -hmm. I don't think we should let people know they're getting an EMDR experience. No. But that EMDR experience opens them further and further into the movie. I want people to leave from this movie and to go home and stay there for a week. Yeah. And And I want people to not want to leave their apartment and to just really process it. And I like that maybe everyone would be such a frenzy to see it that maybe everyone in the world would see it at the same time and then go home for two weeks and then COVID would be completely over. Mm-hmm. Like everyone this get enough groceries, a- they'd all go home. And it would be like an, an international event that like every job was like everyone gets to take off. Everyone. You to take off five, a day of work to go see. See this movie. And mm-hmm. two weeks to process it. It will take you a day to watch and two weeks to process. Though you'll talk about it for the rest of your lives. Mm-hmm. Though your it children won't be able to see it. everything. Yeah. I do like the idea that like it maybe even incinerates itself after those two weeks. Like after everyone's seen it, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I think it's like it only is open for a certain period of time. Yeah. And then yeah. if you miss it, it's simply gone forever. Completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To create yeah. a sense of urgency, I think. Uh, urgency. This. Yeah. I mean, a marketing how, tool that is like utilized heavily for a reason. It, it needs to be. I mean, the temporary is a fact. So, you know, it's it is a real death is certain. And mm-hmm. 
and we can honor that through having this 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 event this film happen for like one day only yeah you really did something special and spectacular here you did something special and let me mirror that back i'll be your mirror as nico said and and mirror that back to you did something special and spectacular and i feel like the collaboration done here was really fierce complete and i look forward to more i love collaboration uh, same absolute same yeah this is a beautiful yeah. collaboration without help it is too much for us and so i think really like next thing we we um try to bite off we'll get carrie involved really yeah. be like the three witches Stay double tuned. double yeah. toil and trouble trouble i yeah i you know <laughs> i can be the and between your toil and carrie's trouble <laughs> i love can you tell all the listeners where they can find you yes you can find me on instagram it's jack fervor that's f as in frank er v as in victor er you can find me through my website which is jackfervor.com and there are and i have all of my work available that well most of all of my work available there currently is a short film available at the front of my website that i just made i just um, watched that i loved it i oh, watched with, it today i was doing some research you know prepping for the pod. you watched jack 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 yes it is um, the text is source text from Mommy Dearest. Um, uh, when when Jack says things that I've said to Jack, there's things that Jack says, and then he says that I said certain things over the course of our time together. I'll I'll let listeners in because we're intimate now. That that the things that he says as he turns into a nutcracker is um, from Mommy Dearest, and I had a podcast that I did 200 episodes with with my best friend from high school read Bartle me called dance and stuff and you can find that on itunes and everywhere else that or, or itunes podcast yeah and stitcher and all that thing and um and you can listen to 200 episodes of it if you want and um there yeah there there's some there's some fun ones there's some there's some real fun ones and there's some that i'm really proud of in a in a deep and authentic way there's some that i'm really proud of in an extreme humor way and uh, and everywhere in between oh god what a classic yeah great mix thank you so much for being on the podcast i i can't thank you enough i have to say getting to like talk through jade was really healing for me thank you for for letting me come here and and for you taking care of me in that way i feel um i feel so strong about the art we made together today so i do absolutely as well yeah, and energized and enervated all at once. Yeah, I'm ready yeah, to go absolutely. forth. Yeah, into me the too. World. Me mm-hmm. too. I mean, look, if you're a producer out there, you know where to find us, and clearly we can work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just been a, it's been a total treat. I really hope to I'll hope to come and visit you and Carrie on on your successful podcast. Everyone go over there and buy merch. You can still buy merch from Dance and Stuff, by the way. You can still you can still buy it. We still have bags available. Oh, yeah, buy all of our merch. Come, <laughs> buy dance and come, stuff merch, buy merch. sex unique podcast merch, merch, buy it all. Yeah. It's really please, please. Merch is where the heart is. Merch is where the heart is. Merch is where mm-hmm. the heart is. And I I do want to say, I know we just met, you know, and it is a kind of whoever you are. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers, but really, um, I love you. 
I love you too. I mean it. Thank you. And I, 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 I've been wanting to come to LA so badly. I really, Mulholland Drive is a documentary, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it is. <laughs> and, and so you have to go when your friends are there and like you might have a spot of work. Otherwise it does feel like you could end up in a bungalow blowing your brains out. So, but I will, I will orchestrate a time to come. And if I do, I will make sure that you're there because I, I will have to see you. And if you come to I New York, that. please, you cannot come through New York and not see me. No, I will. And I will be in New York in the fall, fall, for? early winter for I'm doing live shows with Carrie of Sexy Unique Podcast. So you should come to that show. If you're I will free. come to that show. I will promo we'll that show. You. Yeah, we'll uh, thank you. you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll you're come to that show. I'll promo. Yeah. I'll promo that show. And we have it. to absolutely walk down the street together going dun, 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 dun. Do you ever do you and a guest ever sing the theme song together? Oh, so yeah, the theme song gets heavily um, used. Usually in every episode, it begins with like a theme song, like the overlooking New York while the theme of Sex and the City plays and then the camera pans But do you down. and a guest ever sing it together? I don't actually think we've ever sang it together. Do you want to try and do that with me today? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pick a note. Did, okay. It's cathartic. It's cathartic for me. Yeah. 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 Wow. I am absolutely ready to greet the rest of everything now. And with that, we bid you farewell. Bye. Friend of the Pod Productions. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.